0: here on September 3rd, 2014. Welcome to September. Now, I read an article this week on TNLT. I don't know what that means, but it's a website and the article was by a guy named Cord Himmelstein. Cord, his name is Cord. I don't know if that's his real name. I kind of think it's a a typo for Corey, you know, if my parents named me Cord, <laughs> I would change it to Ripcord, because once you've gone crazy with a name, why not go all the way? If your name is Cord, Cord. People are just going to think it's strange. But if it was Ripcord, no one would ever forget you. Oh, good old Ripcord. I know that guy. Anyway, this guy, Cord, wrote an article called Why Onboarding Has Become a Strategic Priority. Why onboarding has become a strategic priority and you know what i can't claim (laughs) i'm sorry i can't claim to have read the whole thing but i did read the first few lines and it got me thinking cord said on the first day of school you feel a lot of pressure especially if you're new to that school and here's why You've got to find your way around, you have to meet your teachers, and you have to make new friends. And he says, Cord says, it's much the same when you start at a new company. But some companies are stupid! They're stupid! You show up, and there's no for you. No one's been assigned to show you around. No one's going to introduce you to people. So they're all busy working in the office, and you're just standing around. You feel like an idiot, and you feel sad, and you want to go home to your mother. Yeah, if you were at school, that's what you'd feel, and you probably feel that way at work, too. But you can't. And my point is that it's up to the recruiter who placed this person to make sure that things go well after she's hired. Usually, you know, I tend to think the recruiter has done her job once the hire has taken place. After the offer has been extended and accepted, we're out of it. But no, you can't trust those dummies at your client company to do the right thing. You can't. You have to make sure they do it. You have to get on the phone. And get to them before the start date and ask these questions. Is there going to be anyone to meet this person? Is someone going to show her around? Is someone going to introduce him to everybody? Does she have a desk? Is the hiring manager going to meet with her? This shouldn't be your job. It should not be your job, but it is. I have a friend who used to be a a block salesman, you know, he didn't just write an order. You know, he sold to the construction industry. It was very important that the blocks got to the construction site on time. So he didn't just write an order. He followed that order right through production until it was loaded on a truck and shipped to his client. And recruiters have to do the same thing. You have to expedite that order until it's sitting at a desk... Hard at work. And now I'm going to expedite an order on Jerry. Jerry,
1: what show is
2: this? This is the Recruiting Animal Show.
3: Thank you, animal. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Is it you. okay
0: if I said you sounded a little weak? What happened? No,
3: no. That was, I think that's your phone. Just uh, mixing it up a little bit.
0: Okay. Speaking of phones, I told you, you know, when we talked this morning, I told you before we get going, I want to talk about our guest for next week. His name is Mike Schweden. <laughs> it's like Sweden. Sweden. I like I it's like Humphrey Bogart saying Sweden. I'm not going to spell it till next week. You won't remember. It doesn't matter. But Mike posted on Facebook today that he's setting up a home office. And our good friend, Daryl Daly, who was once a guest, but I don't think he likes the show anymore, he said it's not good for autistic people or something like that. Anyway, he suggested that Mike get Vonage for his phone. Vonage is voice
3: over Internet.
0: And I want to know, Jerry, what you think about
2: that. Horrible.
3: Horrible. The one thing that we've got is how we sound on the phone talking with our customers and candidates. If you sound cheap, you're out of business right off the bat. Pay the money, get a landline. It's your number one tool, period. End of story.
0: Anybody else want to comment? All the lines are open. Maureen? Other that, we agree with Jerry. Okay, that's Pam. Pam, the voice expert. Pam, the DJ. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Jerry. Okay, now let's get well, Hi, Pam. On.
1: How's it going? Good,
4: Jerry. How about you?
3: Living the dream.
4: Yay. Yeah. Yay. I
3: agree
4: with
5: Pam. I agree with Pam.
0: Okay, who's that? It's Kathy. Hi, Kathy Manus. Great.
3: Thanks. No, wait a minute. So you agree with Pam and not me? Who Pam was agreeing with me? <laughs> I <right.
4: laughs> What? It's six degrees of separation of agreement, Jerry.
3: No, I, can't, okay. I can't accept that.
4: Don't you wreck still my get show. the credit. We'll let you have all the credit. Okay, all right. Don't
0: wreck my show, okay? All righty. Okay. Now, the thing is, today we've got two guests. I had no guests at first, but now I've got two. <clears throat> two famous people. First of all, there's our old pal, Marty Snyder, the notorious, I should add, Marty Snyder. He's <laughs> the CEO of PC Recruiter. And there's our much newer pal, a new, but a definite regular on the show, Good old Michael Cox, okay? Marty is going to speak about how to choose recruiting software, and Mike is going to talk about cold calls. Right? Marty, are you ready?
2: Marty Uh-oh. here? Uh-oh. Well, we've
0: got two guests. I could always substitute one for the other. Is Marty here? Doesn't sound like it. I mean, he's a very lively Marty guy. Snyder.
1: Marty Snyder is here. And he uh, does not believe that the medium is the message as regards to landlines. Yeah, no, I didn't say
3: the medium the was the message.
1: Nobody yeah. said that.
0: Yeah, Jerry, he's given excuses already why he's on a crappy phone. There's like a ten-minute oh. delay. Oh, okay, I yeah, got it, I got, you, got you. I had to wait three minutes before he said yes.
5: <laughs>
0: oh, hey. Yeah, hey, I'm here on the International
5: Space Station.
0: Okay, like I said, Michael Cox, you're here, right?
6: Yes, yeah, sir. Landline, landline by the way
0: good for landline. you good for you now now the voice girls are also here that's Maureen Sherub and her good friend Pam Ray Ray Hall I think it is right that that is, that,
4: that is correct that'll,
0: yes, sir. that will do okay so they're going to come on halfway and they're going to evaluate what they've heard from the voices okay and you can tell right away that Marty's voice is very different from Michael's although I believe they're both successful people so Marty Marty's going to tell us about how to uh, choose recruiting software uh, from scratch for people who don't know anything, right? And uh, sure. i got some questions. I didn't think I would have. I was going to just leave it to you, but I always know it's not good to leave anything to the guest. So I'm going to ask some questions, and if you think I'm missing some important questions, you just say, hey, animal, you're not talking. You're not asking me the smart things.
1: What's that sure. noise? Okay, so first of all, the here's a surprise. About- hey, hey, are the you best want to thing phone? About the recruiting animals- <laughs> <laughs> hey, take a breath now and get ready to say it right away is what he's saying. Mm.
0: Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. Okay, here's something strange that I read. One of the important things to evaluate before you buy any software is the company that provides the software. You want to buy something from a company that's been around You know, more than three years, because it takes a long time to develop a thorough understanding of the intricate functions a recruiter performs. Do you have any comments on that,
1: Marty? Well, that's uh, you know, it's obviously can't be true, or no new software companies could be formed.
0: Yeah, no, no, but suckers buy from the new company. That's what this essentially says. You're a dope. You buy from a company you don't even know to see. What's, you know, what's their track record? How long have they been okay, around?
1: No, it's, that's complete nonsense.
0: You don't want to say why
1: it's nonsense, right? Sure, I could, give you, I could tell you exactly why. People buy software for different reasons, and if the reason that you're buying the software is well handled by a brand new application, then you're going to get good return on your investment, which is all that matters your okay. investment and what your return is. And so it doesn't really matter if the company is for older than three years. It matters. Does the software return its investment and in what possible?
0: Okay. Now, the other thing that I wouldn't have thought to ask, uh, but it's about technical support and training. Does the provider yep. provide tech support? Does the provider, you know, provider provide training? Yes. Are those really important things? they
1: They can be absolutely critical, or they can be completely irrelevant. It just depends on the situation. When are they Um, irrelevant? When are they irrelevant? They're irrelevant when it's a small-scale need and a small-scale deployment. A single user with two or three limited functions in this day and age probably doesn't need to interact with a human being to learn some basic software functions.
0: Yeah, I didn't understand. Well, why is it sometimes necessary (laughs) then?
1: (laughs) Because if you're going to... You know, the animal is like this. Um, I've been in the software business for 16 years, and well, actually 18 years, because I was in a couple of years before recruiting software. So, in the 18 years, there's art to software, and there's a hard science to software. And the the reason that there'll never be one applicant tracking vendor is the same reason that there'll never be one law firm or one accounting firm or one engineering firm, because there's a lot of implicit information. It goes back and forth between vendors and customers. Oh, you're losing there's
2: me. You're
0: losing
1: me. Forget it. No, You no, no, had no, me no. No. I'm <laughs> up until implicit information. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm sitting
2: director.
1: here on. Let me I'm wind sorry. back and say this. Software what is it? animal. <laughs> listen, I'm going to talk over you. I'm talking over you. So software is also a lot like a book or a movie. It's got, uh, there's a lot of user experience and artistic content to so a piece of software. And some okay. software is made for pure entertainment, like video games. And some software is made for pure utility, like running a nuclear power plant or operating a spacecraft. You're boring, and you're
0: boring me. You're boring me. You're boring me. Don't bore me. I don't, I don't and, and want to I'll bore you. you. I'm just trying you to tell you about so the reality. Good. Don't fight with me. You were doing but great, much better than Animal, I expected. Animal, you're saying, like,
1: how do, I, how do I choose which movie to see this weekend? I mean, how do you choose which movie to see Friday night, Animal?
0: Jennifer Lawrence in it?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's helpful. <laughs> Too soon. But, and so that there's leads- some artistic. So what I'm saying is, every software designer and every software user has a different expectation experience. So every piece of software is going to be a little bit different. So right Don't away, hit. there's always going to be there's always going to be different expressions. So when I'm talking to recruiters, here I'll give you some basics about recruiting software that I've learned in 18 years. One of them is this: the words applicant tracking software are a, it's a misleading term. It's a waste of time because applicants are the, what you have when you're done recruiting, pretty much. Maybe not all the way done, because but, but pretty done. And so if you buy an applicant tracking system and you need to do some recruiting, you're probably not going to be in a good spot. It's hard to do. Now, On the other hand, if you need to track applicants, sometimes you can do that with recruiting software. And so your next question, Animal, what is the difference between applicant tracking software and recruiting software? Right. Do you want to hazard a guess? I mean, what kind of differences might you expect?
0: You just told us one's for tracking candidates and one's for recruiting them, but I don't know what that means either.
1: Well, right. Okay, so let's talk about it. So tracking candidates, what does that typically mean to an organization, to a large corporation or to somebody who does volume hiring?
0: They're in a process, and you want to know where they are in the process.
1: You're going to basically do, you're going to post jobs. Okay, you're going to prove and post jobs internally. Then you're going to post the jobs out somewhere in the world, and you're going to want to know, market those jobs and want to know how your marketing efforts going and what, whether your resources are being well spent. Then you're going to do some kind of pre-screening and assessment or pre-hire or whatever you do once you've decided that they're going to be into the flow. And then you've got to do automations for communications and interview management, scheduling. And then above on top of all that, you've got to do some kind of reporting and analytics or connecting to other systems. So that's what you do on the corporate side. But that doesn't sound like what you do for a living, does it? No. Okay. What you want to do for a living as a recruiter is you want to look at other companies, other organizations. You're basically dealing with groups, whatever groups they may be departments, teams, offices, corporations, industries, whatever. there's groups of people. And then you're looking at people, which are going to be candidates, oh, contacts, Tom: Come on, come refers. on,: Come
2: on,
0: come on, come on. Get to the, <laughs> the point. Jerry, help me here. we're listening, listening,
1: listening.
4: listening. Yeah.
1: All right. So is Marty you're still look on? At people. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> okay, so go for it, Marty. Yeah, he means to the I'm
0: point. All right, I'm ripping
1: here, animal. Quit interrupting me. So you're going to look at people, and you're going to look at roles, or those are going to be jobs, or they might be might be jobs because we all know that hires can happen if there's not a formal job. You can call with a candidate and place a candidate even if somebody doesn't have a job opening. So the, the basics of recruiting are those three elements: The people, their roles, and their groups. And a good recruiting software will will handle people, roles, and groups, with one fourth kind of special activity, which is all the stuff that brings them together. So those can be marketing you know, pieces. They can be a let session. me
2: interrupt.
0: Let me interrupt you. I, you only <laughs> got 20 minutes. You're you're wasting your time. I guarantee it. I'm going to tell you, this isn't. You didn't tell us one thing. A checklist. I wanted a checklist. This is how you walk. This is how you decide, am I going to buy this recruiting software or that recruiting software? Uh, hey,
1: let me boil it down. No, There's no, two no. Big recruiting... oh,
0: I'm leading you now, buddy. Let me change it up. You don't in. want to go
1: with the cere- The cerebral approach is too much for you, so let me go yeah, the other way, okay? I'm
0: not a professor, right. and I'm not your student, uh, okay?
1: All right. Well, let me go the other way, then. I'll give it to simple. There's two major uh. recruitment software vendors left, which is PC Recruiter and Bullhorn. You can take your pick. They're about the same, give or take. Some, of their full is better in some ways. PC recruiters is better in other ways. They're different corporations. They're different concepts. Different goals. Different scales. Whatever. Those are typically the two choices you have for recruiting software right now. That are established. That are full of function. That are reliable companies. Uh, that's all I got to say. <laughs> what
0: a, what a, what a guest. Just follow my lead, okay? Here, this guy says that functionality is more important than a pretty face. If you like the way the software looks, don't worry about that. That's not important. It's what it does. Some people get seduced by pretty software. Is that true? Yes or no?
1: If they like it and it makes them feel good about it, they should use the pretty software.
0: Oy vey, what kind of answers are you giving? We want substance. <laughs> what about rent? What about renting software instead of buying it?
1: That is awesome for the vendor. As any rental would be. <laughs> if I rent you a jet ski for 100 an hour, I bought my jet ski pretty fast.
0: Okay, which it's do like you do? A car. What do you do with PC yeah. Recruiter? Do you rent as well as sell?
1: We do both, and uh, we believe in both models. And I think both models are going to persist for forever, basically, or for a long time to come. And so one model renting is better on a small scale, for sure. Uh, and buying in some cases is better, and then renting on a large scale. Okay, is okay, okay.
0: Now you told us, don't, don't just blather on. I've got good questions for you. Okay. What well, <laughs> you have to know, you want to attach documents, so you have to see if the if the system allows you to attach documents. Yes or no? Of course. Of course. Okay. A- now, yeah. What about the search engine on this thing? How are you going to judge yes. if it's good good or not?
1: You want to see some kind of a unified search where you type in, you know, it's a little bit intelligent, so if you type in partial words or you don't have to know the exact fields, that's a nice feature. But you also have to be able to be sure that you can do a clean Boolean search, that there's no sort of black box or uh, uh, algorithms that are working where you don't know your search, because power searchers are going to want to do uh, a pure Boolean clean search, not with so-called semantic search. Yeah, okay, can you ask computer. the
0: sales rep, can you ask the sales rep, is this the same is searchable as LinkedIn or do you have the same kind of search fields that I need? I mean, is it uh, no, is there something?
1: It some... to be more searchable than LinkedIn? But a top recruiting platform is probably one of the most searchable databases you can find. you can set up uh-huh. virtually any search array or query you should be able to do.
0: Okay, so is that something is that something we have to worry about or can we just take it for granted that every it
1: software has it's a it depends on your business animal. That's why there's so many softwares. It's like saying, what doctor should I use? Or what movie should I see? Or who should be my lawyer? The bottom line is you take a look at what you do and how you do it and what software does the most important things. For some people, it's scheduling your phone call or building your phone list. For some people, it's managing their personal schedule. For some people, like... Okay, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, like your, your side. Don't go off on a tangent. I have to stop. I'm you. not. I'm That's telling the, you. I'm the leader. I have to be a leader. I have <laughs> to be a leader. What about communication tools? Are there some special, like when you want to send out an email blast?
1: Yes. 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 Emailing is very important. Email marketing is very important. That's called inbound marketing. It's pretty much how most professional marketing has been done because it's replaced telemarketing. And yeah, your platform has to be able to handle inbound marketing.
0: So, is there a question you should ask yourself or ask the company before you buy? Yeah.
1: There are. Here's some important things. One is you want to talk to people who've left the software that you're using because any sizable software has people moving to and from for whatever reason. People go out of business, people change, they change their tastes, whatever. You want to be able to get out of the software cleanly, easily, which means you get your data. It's all in one database. It's all ready to be converted into something else. The second is when you're moving into a software, you have to recognize that data conversion is important. And there's two kinds of people. There's really two kinds of people in the recruiting software with their data. There's people who really use the database, they structure it and they're careful with it and they know exactly what they're doing. And there's people who use it as basically sort of a loose Rolodex. And the people who use it loosely can do a quick and dirty conversion. They don't care because their database is already quick and dirty. The people who are using their database in a structured way, The conversion is not just a conversion. It's a transformation. It's a craft job. You know what? You're
0: losing me. You're losing me. Let me ask you a question about that. Okay. You've got a search engine, so why do you need to put anything? I assume what you mean when they're very strict about their data. They've got got fields, and and they take the time to put everything in fields. You want the system to do that for you, right?
1: No. You can't. No system can make that decision. The the, The human being's most powerful asset is a recruiter is the ability to make fast, accurate correlations, to make decisions. Giving that up to a stupid computer, unless you're on a really big scale and doing a lot of big hiring, it's a dumb thing to do. Humans do it better. What the computer does is so, sort it counts. There she
0: goes again. There she goes again. Maureen in. <laughs> She's
4: channeling something.
0: Yeah, well, she just doesn't like Marty. I think that's her way of saying move the guest along, okay? Marty's a great guy, Maureen.
4: Marty,
3: here's right. the deal. Marty is so smart. He's a smart guy. He's hard, it's hard for some of us to relate. To yeah, right. he
4: can't talk dumb.
3: He's real heavy. He's heavy. He's heavy.
4: Okay. How can you no, be he, a, a he's, of... he's starting to dumb down here. It's good.
3: Okay, well, I'm waiting. Nope. I'm yeah. down here You're at the, the bottom waiting, Marty. Him. Come yeah. to me. Come to, Get down here with me.
0: Okay, you're going to give us the questions and then we're going to move on to Mike Cox because we're almost, or the voice girls, because it's almost halfway. Go ahead, Marty. Marty, go ahead.
1: Where are we, uh, Animal? What do you want to talk about?
0: I don't remember the question. You're going to tell us. You're going to ask. Well, you know what? I guess I shouldn't leave anything in your hands. I was going to say, are there three questions we
1: should should ask? But
0: I'll ask you three more
1: questions. Well, I was going to tell you. I talked to you about data conversion. I talked to you about uh, making sure that you can get data conversion I don't even know what
0: data conversion is. What's data conversion?
1: Does anybody not know what data conversion is?
0: Come on, everybody. Be honest.
3: When you convert over some data...
0: There
3: you
2: go! There you go! Yeah. Oh, yeah, we know okay, what it is. Using,
1: it? If you're using Bullhorn and you want to use PC Recruiter, I've got to convert your Bullhorn database to a PC Recruiter database. If I, you're using PC Recruiter and you want to go use something else, offshore yeah, or whatever, then i got to...
3: Now, if you, you convert it over, though, years. do you promise to yep. leave the, the line, are you a good fit for... <laughs> so so read the PC Recruiter just the same, because right. that's... That's classic, and I think it's I the key you, to any listen. success in the bullhorn field. There is
1: software. PC Recruiter was built by, I mean, it's an, it was built by engineers. Our, our software, people either love it or they hate it, you know, and there's other softwares that are like that. There's movies that are like that. There's okay, reps like
0: Here's where we're going to end. Here's where we're going to end. Tell me why people love it, and tell me why people hate it. Your, your software. Ooh. He is the CEO, the big bot. A PC recruiter, and he's willing to tell us, because he's a super guy, mm-hmm. why people hate his product. But first, I want to know why they like it.
1: Okay, be- they like it because it's reliable, it's very highly structured with the way they do things when they do it. Once you have learned to use it, it's exceptionally powerful compared to almost anything else you can buy. They okay. hate it because it's complicated and it looks like it was designed by somebody with autism, which it probably <laughs> was. <laughs> So we're going to get in trouble so
0: with, uh, that's with not that. I'm doing anything point. wrong with it
3: being designed by someone with autism. Well, hey, isn't everything wrong with that
0: designed at all? by people with autism? I mean, that's what techies are, right? Guys who have a mild case of uh, uh,
1: No, there's, yeah, I mean, it's not. No, we have, we have been working very, very hard to put out where you have the biggest update we've ever uh, done, which is a complete refactoring of the program.
0: Okay, hold on. No, no, no. Uh, no. I can't let you talk. You just answer my questions. When you answer my questions, it's very good. Last question. When you say it's very complicated, what does that mean? That for every candidate they have, they have to read the resume and put special
1: words and no, no, nothing like that. No. No, Once it's set up, it's very easy to use. But there's a lot of options. It's a very, it's like, it's like an Erector set or a giant Lego kit that's not been assembled. When you first open the box, it can be intimidating.
0: Okay, and so the, my final question, are there any softwares that are, like, for dummies? Mm-hmm. I, oh, I mean, there's maybe, many, there's, maybe
2: there's,
0: many there's a that starter are. software, like a starter well, there's, many
1: that, there's many that are, and with a little bit, that's where we come in with the training and support. If you get good training and support on any system. I mean, have you ever looked at the front end of an airliner? I mean, if you look in the cockpit of an airplane, it doesn't look intuitive to anybody who's not a pilot. But if you're a pilot, you step into different airplanes, pretty soon you get familiar with it. So that's the situation piece of to
0: Anybody got a question for Marty before we move on?
3: How
2: expensive is it? Do you have to be a too? pilot
3: to use Marty's software? <laughs> I missed yeah. it.
2: I... It surely Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Anybody no, yeah,
1: question?
2: I don't want it. Anybody there
1: got a question? Softwares, there are good intuitive softwares. There's a lot of ways you can accomplish all the goals of recruiting packages without buying anything if you want to. Right. Okay, voice, girl,
0: voice girls, do you want to do a job on Marty's voice?
7: Sure. The way he talks? Go
1: ahead. It's all yours.
7: Ms. Maureen, do you start? Marty, what are you using to call in? Yeah.
1: I'm um, using a cell phone and a um, wired headset.
7: Okay. Um, because your voice sounds a little, it sounds kind of tinny. There is a vibration in the voice that is distracting for me. I'm using a handset um, and a landline. I don't know how my voice is sounding to you. Well, here, I can
1: change equipment on the fly, so let's see how that looks.
7: Okay.
4: Ooh. (laughs) Did we lose lose you? (laughs) No, I'm not not going to lose myself. (laughs) That would be amateur. (laughs) But did
7: anybody else hear that vibration on your phone? Yeah, in the, it, early
4: on it was a little, you know, I thought it was a cell phone as well, a little cutting in and out. Maureen, you bit. know,
0: I th- we handled that at the beginning. We told him he was on a lousy phone. I thought you were going to analyze his voice, not Where his phone. Where you are. Go
4: ahead. Okay? Go ahead,
0: Maureen.
7: Okay, but that's it's an important part. That's the voice quality that comes across. And yeah, but now you've was, got him
0: switching phones. I mean, and this is well, a Whatever,
7: But as speaking,
1: yeah, Fantasy I'm a to respond now. Does this sound any different? Do I sound better or worse? The same?
7: Worse. 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 All right,
1: one. Worse. All uh, right, we're going to go with the third option.
7: Here's you third sound option. far away.
1: See? How about this? How's this option right here?
7: Better 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 Better. so
1: okay let's assume that the technology changes the voice let's talk about syntax and diction and uh, accent but the point I'm
7: but the point I'm trying to make is I was listening to your voice and I was trying to absorb what you were saying because what you were saying was hard for me to understand Um, but I was listening to the 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 vibration on, on the words and that was making it even harder the vibration on the words was distracting yeah. And it was making it harder for me to understand what you were trying to explain. Yes, yes, yes.
2: we understand,
4: Maureen. I've got to tell you something. He's got fun. oh, There, what's that sound? That,
2: that's not me. That's, that's
7: not, me. not me. Most okay. of your sentences, Marty, I found yep. didn't have um, much inflection. And okay. I think if you would add some inflection into your sentences, it would make them more interesting. Sure. Pam, what was your take on that? Well,
4: uh, when we first started talking, uh, the first thing I picked up on is that he is you, you are very, very knowledgeable about your product. That was the mm-hmm. first and foremost. And the second thing immediately that uh, equated to me is that he was very comfortable, which meant he was also able to be adaptable, meaning ad-libbing as Animal kept you know, interrupting him, because he's so comfortable in his own skin. <laughs> Hello? Well, thank you. Those are kind words. Mm-hmm. And I thought in. you were Double good. Two, if
2: you were like I got to be either.
4: honest with you. I thought you were good. And then the more animal kept jumping in, the more you started speeding up. And then and then <laughs> it got kind of comical. Hey,
2: Chad,
0: Balby, Chad Balby is telling me. Now here's the other thing. On.
4: Animal, one more thing. I know,
0: Twitter. but I want to
4: say one more thing okay. to Marty. Because yes, he's so knowledgeable, um, he speaks with authority. And how I knew that is most of the beginning parts of his, when he first started, when he came on with you at first, is he ended most of his sentence on a downward pitch,
0: which mm. means
4: authority. Well, oh. Okay. Okay. Good. Thank
0: you. Marty, I love you. Thank I you. I would like
3: good. to evaluate Pam and Maureen. Not right We got him
2: yeah. go. <laughs> you go ahead. Pam win. Maureen
3: was talking out her ass. Yeah.
8: Oh, oh,
0: Ma- ah. <laughs> Take that back, Jerry. No. Take it back. I, I, you're going to make it so she won't want to come on the show. Oh, Maureen. Okay.
3: Have you ever gone camping at Maureen's house? Because I oh. have.
0: Okay. So I'm qualified to say that
3: if I want. Okay.
2: So, oh, Lord.
0: Chad well, Balby said on Twitter, I think the rails have come off this show. I think he's right. It's time to move on. Thank you, Marty. Hmm. We'll have you back again. Thank you, Marty. move now. Thank okay. you, Marty. All right, Pam, and I gotta say one thing about The Voice I read one of these articles Maureen didn't take the time the two biggest things in a split second before you can even think human beings judge a voice for two things is the person trustworthy are they yeah. dominant Okay. now Pam thought that Marty was trustworthy and dominant that was significant to me now Amber Eastman says I'm tuning in for a minute I have to leave soon but I want to hear what Michael Cox has to say. Okay? So we're moving on to our good friend Michael Cox. <coughs> Mike hey underscore, Mike underscore recruiter on Twitter. And our good friend Marty Snyder again. He's the at PC recruiter. At PC recruiter. He's the boss over there. He mentioned Bullhorn. We've had the CEO from Bullhorn on the show as well. Good guy. That's okay. good enough. That's good stuff. So, so Michael Cox, here's what you say on your LinkedIn profile. I'm having a blast <laughs> creating successful sales teams. I currently work with 20 hiring managers in 17 locations across Texas and New Mexico. Okay? Now, last week, we were having an email conversation after the show, and you said something to Alejandro Guzman uh, Mm -hmm. that caught my interest. You said you do weekly training sessions with, you know, these recruiters who are all these different locations. Am I right about that? You do tw- on the phone. You do training sessions.
6: Am I right? Well, yeah, it's, it's not with those locations. The, uh, the company that I work for is one of 36 companies, sister companies across the U.S. Most of those companies have an in-house corporate recruiter, and I lead a monthly call with uh, each of those recruiters, and each month we have a different topic um, that is kind of the central point of the, of the call and then a, a regular monthly agenda, okay. kind of like okay. uh, and it's, it's high it's kind of like and... a, the
0: Michael Cox show. Is that is that right?
6: <laughs> no, um, but yeah. Okay, fine.
0: Okay, and the thing you said in these training sessions, the question that <clears throat> comes up most that the recruiters want to talk about is cold calling. Am I right about that?
6: That's that's like the the number one thing that each of them we each. Want to learn more about? I think one of the problems on the on the corporate side, and I'm not speaking towards these uh, recruiters that that I work with, um, but just I think just in general, cold calling is is not receiving enough time and focus um, because we're, we're swimming in that sea of applicants that's coming through our our uh, ATS.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. So people are spending too much time going through the. Uh, resumes that come in, instead of going out and recruiting passive candidates at their job. Is that what you meant?
6: That's exactly what I said.
0: <laughs> okay. So, what <laughs> question? What question comes up most about cold calling? What do they want to know? Like, uh, what's the first thing they say when they get someone on the phone? How do they get past the gatekeeper? You know, what do they do if the guy says how much? Uh, if that's the first thing he says, w- what kind of questions uh, come up? What topics do you handle?
6: Typically it's, um, you know, what, what is it that you are saying on your cold call? And often I would say more importantly is how do you get past that initial objection and typically two objections that you're getting hit with. The first is the status quo, that they're happy where they're at right now. Um, and, and the second um, is, is typically I don't have time to speak today. Sorry, I, I, I can't talk to you. And, and that's just uh, as Alejandro defined it. Um, uh, indifference, and, and they're just
0: okay. they yeah, got yeah. caught off okay. guard. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you say when they, when to your people, when they tell you they're having, either coming up with those uh, resistances, those objections?
6: Well, usually on these calls, everybody's sharing, you know, what worked for them um, in, in over the past month um, and, and what didn't work for them. Uh, typically, um, the the way to get past the you know I don't have time right now is to try and say I appreciate the fact that I got I caught you off guard how about we schedule a call this evening um, and, and obviously that's a closed-ended question but that's the gist of the of the conversation that I'm trying to have ultimately I had a cold call this morning um, and and was actually able to get some traction um, with an individual that's currently working at another organization um, but it's all because I was able to get past that objection.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, what do they usually say? Yeah, I'm free tonight. What if they say no? I'm not free tonight. What do you say? How how much do you pursue them? That's what I want to know. If you the guys usually, afraid to talk.
2: At, yeah.
0: Usually
6: first objection is that um, they're happy where they're at. So you you got to it's usually happy where they're at and then no, I don't have time today. But after happy no, where two, you're at,
0: what do you do? Come on. I'm happy okay. we're at. Get to the point. What do you say well, to this I'm,
6: person? I'm glad to hear that you're happy. I don't doubt that for a moment, uh, and I won't take much more of your time. But just let me ask you, how do you quantify that satisfaction? In other words, what are you comparing that against? If you have a call with me right now, it'll just be a few moments of your time, or a few minutes, and you will, at the very least, learn a little bit more about what a competitor in your uh, – like Alejandro said last week, I'm, I'm using that – you'll learn a little bit more about what uh, a competitor in your space is doing today. Now, normally that will get it done, and then if not, they're going to say, I I just don't have time right now. I appreciate the fact that you don't have time. How about we just schedule a a brief five-minute conversation this evening, say 6 o'clock. Will that work for you? And if they push back yet again, then it starts getting to be... Now you're hassling the person, and then I'll just cold call another day. The, one of the things that I try and tell people not to do is don't ask for permission. Is it okay if I call you back in a week? You don't need permission to cold call because cold call is, by nature, something that's unexpected. What happens when you
0: call that guy back in a week who didn't want to talk to you last Tuesday? <laughs> what do you say? You hey, remember to... me?
6: It, we spoke last week. Uh, you didn't have time to speak is now better. The fact is that we have some very interesting opportunities that may prove to be uh, a, a good career move for you, but you don't know that until we have this conversation. How about three minutes? And, and normally, once again, it's going to be let's let's talk after work. If at that time they're starting to soften up, it's usually here's my cell phone. Let's speak after you know, okay. five thirty. What if they say
0: no? Now. Okay. What if they put you off the second time? Do you come back a third time?
6: No. If if. Yes. You mean do I call back in the future again? Next week. Yes. yes. Really? If if well, why, why not? I don't understand. Until you know, the fact is, I've even gotten cease and desist letters from some of our competitors in, in some of our markets. But that's just somebody trying to tell me not to cold call on their sales force. What does yeah,
0: okay. I mean, any does anybody have any comments on what he said so far? can you hear me? Yes, I can,
6: Alejandro.
8: Okay, I'm on speakerphone on a cell phone, so if I sound like trash, let me know right away.
0: You're,
2: you're okay. Avatar.
8: You're okay. Part of what, part of what Mike's talking about is absolutely right. You keep calling until you you, you have a sense that you're you know you're exhausting the possibility. But the situation. How many times you
2: too exhausted?
0: That's the question. How many times think, do you call before you've exhausted the personally guy? He,
8: speaking, personally speaking, I not. usually call twice, maybe three times in the um, uh, the immediate future. But what I'm going to do is people's circumstances change every three to six months. You know, they move, they get a new job, a baby's born, whatever it is. So you have to have a, a tickler file. You have to, have, you know, going back to the ATSs that we were talking about at the first part of the show, you know, you have to constantly be revisiting
3: those
1: did I, I just hear the term tickler file? Yeah, oh, I used the term Oh,
3: my goodness.
0: You've got nothing to do with it, Makes
3: me want to line yeah, up I a smoke have. and find a bullpen somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, why you
0: Listen, listen, hold on. I'm getting a lot of feedback from Chad Valby today. Chad, you know, that's a good question. Chad wants to know, what about calling, you know, for business development to get new business? That's a good question. Mike it's the Threat exact Roder, same thing. He's a corporate guy. Well, go ahead, Alejandro. Do you want to address that question?
8: It's the same thing. If I'm calling a corporate HR, I'm calling a hiring manager because I know they need developers. You know, this person needs C-sharp developers for, uh, you know, uh, bonds, CLOs, CDOs, that sort of thing. I'm going to talk to this person. I tell them about jobs that I've had in the past recently that I'm filling people. I've got a talent pool. Whatever you want to say. Now, if they're indifferent immediately, I'm going, to probe, I'm going to probe for an opportunity to turn that call around, but you have to define opportunity. You have to understand that the, peop- the reason people are indifferent is because they don't see a need for your service. So they're either ignorant or they're content. If they're ignorant, you want to you wanna bring the things that you can provide to light and attack it that way. If they're content, you have to look for, you know, unrealized and unsatisfied needs that they have. But the only way you're going to get Ignorant to do that is... Uh, 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 uh. Ignorant just and them.
0: sound they sound pretty much the same to me based on what you they're just not. said. they
8: not. There's, dis- well, There's a high degree of difference. Hold on, let, let me explain. Two more minutes. Just hold on a second. The, the point is, if they're unaware of, of, of a possible change or a benefit, that's one thing. If they're happy with their present circumstances, it's very different. But the idea is you're not getting anywhere unless you can dig in. And you have to have a strategy to uncover those situations. The only way you're going to do that is by having a playbook and a probing strategy that you develop over time through practice. But you first have to get some sort of small commitment where you can ask a couple of questions and spend a little bit of time.
0: So, so for Chad Valby's benefit here, and I, I'm interested in this topic as well, though I want to get back to Mike too, although I, you guys are a team on this. I didn't know you'd be calling in, uh, so I didn't mention it. So if you're no, calling fine. for new business, oh, give us your cold call and tell us give us an example of somebody giving you an objection.
8: Well, again, when I call in for new business, I'm typically looking at I'm trying to get to a hiring manager usually because HR is going to try and shut me down almost all the time. They're they're worried about reducing agency spend and so on and so forth. So normally I'm attacking hiring managers directly. And what I typically look for is people I know who are experiencing a need that I have a talent pool already. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to them and say, look, I just did a search at Bank X for this a couple, you know, uh, two months ago. I know people who are in, you know, risk or whatever it is. And I've got people I'd like to show you and show you how I can help you know help this problem because most of the time again, with the banks I'm dealing with, I'm going to have to get in on the vendor list. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to them briefly. I'm not going to go through a whole cold call for you, but I'm going to briefly going to talk about how I can satisfy what their their need is right now and how we can set up a conversation okay. with HR. You know what? You,
0: just, you just said something very bad. About on the recruiting animals show, I'm not going to tell you what I do. I'm just going to talk about
6: what I do. No, okay, no, I said I'm not going no, to go we're through we're a whole call right me. now.
2: You don't tell me. I heard He wants you. his own segment. Yeah. Hold
0: on. Hold on. Hold on. Is Ted Valby be on the line by any chance? I mean, so that he could just ask the questions himself and make the comments instead of feeding them through yeah, that me. That would be good. You know, maybe he doesn't have the money for long distance. I, I don't know. He's in Philadelphia, calling New York. It must be darn expensive. Okay? But anyway, Mike Cox. Yeah. Uh, Chad Albee says that, 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 that uh, Alejandro pretty much just said the same thing as today. But you didn't talk at all about doing a business development call. So do you have anything else you want to tell us going back? Since Alejandro doesn't have time to tell us really what he wants to, let's come back to your well, monthly call. So, um, Let's come back to your monthly calls. Are there, what okay. are the other come up? What are the other issues you talked about?
6: All right. Um, hang on one second. So some of the other issues that they're usually wanting to hear about are some of the cool toys that that maybe they can leverage, like um, Connect Six and and Who Works at and things like that. Um, some of them still are using or attempting to use Twitter for recruiting purposes. Um, I, I do not, but, uh, you know, to each his own. I haven't found any.
0: So maybe you don't realize we're talking about cold calls. Is that it? They, you've already told us everything that you talk about when it comes to cold calls. There's nothing to add about cold calls. Is that, is that what you're telling me? You know, you just handle the time objection and the I'm happy here objection, and that's all you ever
6: talk about cold calls? Hey, Animal, can no, I, but can you, I ask you asked about, about this monthly recruiting call?
0: Well, somebody wants to ask a question. Come on in. Who's that?
1: Hey, this is Marty Snyder. I just want to mention something about cold calls that might be pertinent. Um, yeah. Okay, so the result of a cold call, like you said, is kind of interesting. Uh, as Mike explained, you're either going to have a, a sort of a date certain out of that call, like the next time you're going to contact has been agreed on, or it's going to be an open date. So in your recruiting software, it's important that those two results be handled because if you say, hey, call me in three months, you don't mean call me 90 days and zero seconds from today because that's, that would be absurd. So you don't want to put that on your calendar for three months in the future because by the time you get to three months, your calendar will be a bunch of, full of a bunch of stuff on searches and stuff that doesn't even matter anymore. Does, does that make sense, Animal? No. Not to Go me. Ahead. Maybe to somebody else. Go ahead. So what, you're, what you want to do with your recruiting software is you want to be able to instantly, from a call, if, if you did make a commitment to put that to your schedule, and if you, didn't, if you made a general commitment, like call me in three months, you want to have a way so that all those activities are recorded and three months from now, when you're doing your call planning, because you can't do a lot of cold calling without planning out who you're going to call and why you're calling them and what you're going to do about it. So when you're doing your planning, you can look back over the several months and see what is becoming right, What may still be ripe or what's now irrelevant? Get rid of the irrelevant stuff and build a call list from all the people you talked to three months ago. Wherein you call and say, hey, talked to you a couple months ago. How are things? How are things with the baby? How are things with the company? Whatever you might be able to get out of it. And that's how you move relationships forward and make a recruit. Have you recruited in a while there, Animal?
0: (laughs) I I never talk about babies, I'll tell you that. Do you actually ask questions like that when you call people back?
1: Well, it's like when your onboarding, that whole onboarding discussion. By the time I onboard a new employee at my company, I've already been probably out to dinner with them once or twice. They've probably hung out here for a whole day. They've met the people they're going to work with. They've seen their physical space. Because, uh, you know, otherwise, how are you really going to recruit them? Marty,
0: Marty, Marty, we're talking about cold calls, not hiring somebody. I don't know this person from Adam, and I'm not going to research his family, okay? <laughs> or when can I? Just like Michael Cox said, they don't even want to give you the time. Uh, what am I going to say? When's your birthday? That's irrelevant. Once you're,
1: once you're moving at all, though, you're moving. It might take four or five years to get somebody moving, but if you talk to somebody every three months for five years, eventually they're going to start talking to you.
0: <laughs> Anybody got a comment on that? Who talks to people about their kids? Who talks to well, people about their kids?
6: You have to build a relationship. I'm not saying uh, talking about kids in general, but if I get that information... You're going to keep that in the proverbial uh, uh, tickler file for, for your next call, your next conversation, and ask about and refer to previous conversations. Now, that long-term approach is more like building a relationship and kind of setting yourself up as a trusted resource uh, because you are the presumed expert in the recruiting space uh, you know, of, of recruiting sales executives or... IT or whatever your your niche is.
0: You know what? I don't know. Does anybody? Is anybody? Uh, by the way, Chad Valby is on the line, but for some reason he can't talk. Okay, he just let me know. Now, the thing is with these cold calls, you know, once the guy has said or the woman has said, look, I'll listen to your spiel, and they are talking to you, and then you keep touching base with them in the future if they're in your niche. Then they might, you might find out, they might drop information, you know, I got a new car today, or I had to take my kid to his soccer practice, I'm not free. Then you have a chance to refer back to the kid. And you know what? If someone talked to me about, you know, something that I mentioned, I'd know they were just trying to manipulate me. That is superficial. I like to stick to business. Jerry, are you still I'm, on the line? I've never, I I never am still
3: had a conversation that
6: was that cynical. Still here, ready for
3: something interesting.
6: Sorry, Michael Cox, what did you say? I've never had a conversation with an individual that was that cynical. I've been recruiting for just a couple years.
0: Jerry, do you ask about people's kids and, you know, things like that?
3: Mm, If it comes up. I mean, I don't make it a point to. But what I don't like is the sales guy. Hold on. Sometimes salespeople call me like they're selling me some stuff. And if they have somehow found out my wife's name or that I have kids, I hate it when they'll say, How, how's Nicole, and how's your, you've got three kids, right? How are they doing? Are they in sports this year? I hate that. It sounds smarmy. No, yeah, that
2: just is How's
3: Sally and little Jimmy doing? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> pathetic. Hey, let me ask, I,
4: may I ask a question? Yeah. So, Nicole, Sally, and, and Jimmy, a gender is that right? question.
3: Yep. Oh,
6: well, you you I'm just
4: pa- calling is this Pam? Day. Is this Pam? Yeah. yeah. Hi, okay. Pam. Hi, I, this is a gender question when it comes to cold calling. Um... Because very often sometimes, I mean, have you found that when you get immediately, no, I'm not interested or I just don't have time, especially from women, wouldn't you say that usually they would reference their children pretty fast in that first, perhaps second call? No. You've never found no. that? Okay. Cause no. I've well, heard I've heard had people we were talking tell me.
8: about tickling, Maureen. We were talking about tickling down the line here. <laughs> <laughs> not, not necessarily, I've had people tell call. me. That I'm I'm too busy, and I hear a kid going berserk in the background, and I'll directly ask if they're too busy because of that. You know, I caught them at home, and they're just too busy to talk right now. You hear the kid going bonkers, bouncing off the walls or whatever it is. I'll say, oh, wow, it sounds like the power hour, your kids are home from school, huh? And they they laugh, typically, and I say, why don't I call you back in the morning? You know, is 8 or 9 o'clock better for you? You give them a limited choice so they don't say, you know, no. They, they give you a time. They say, oh, nine would be better. And then you uh, you go from there. Okay, I'll talk yep. to you at nine. Okay. You know
0: what? If I told someone, hey, I was looking at your Facebook page, you got nice kids, I know they think oh, I was no. stalking them. Yeah. I know they wouldn't Don't like do that. Don't do
2: that. Yeah, that's dumb. Okay.
0: Well, it sounds like that's what someone was telling me to do. Talk about your kids. Maybe it was Marty. No, if, oh, if, if
6: it's been in conversations... In the past,
0: you don't I, look well, up information on an
6: individual and then just drop that, hoping that that'll get some sort of traction, Marty, because Marty then it does become himself. disingenuous. Marty
0: wants to defend himself. Mike, give him a chance, okay? What is it?
1: You're hyper-literal there. Uh, it's only an example of one item you may take. Typically, obviously, you have to build rapport with people. They're going to tell you things like, well, I like my job because it's next to the high school, or, well, right. I like my job because kids are going to be in college, or my wife's you know leaving the workforce or whatever it might be this is after the initial cold call and you've started a conversation you're not going to get anywhere unless you can have a conversation and typically the best sales i've ever seen almost never talk about their product when people want to buy or ask questions about what you're selling they'll let you know but they, if they want to feel you out then they'll feel you out what do they talk about that doesn't make
3: sense the best sales never yeah, talk about their product agree
1: I, re, I'm well,
3: des-
4: the, sales, the best salespeople
1: I have seen are going to have conversations that are not necessarily about their product. Like, it, it it might it's be usually about, about the business, other person. It's about what their problems are or what their goals are or what, you know, how we got to where we are or what we can do for you, maybe, but it's rarely about the product. It's not like, hey, I can do this, yep. this, and this for you. It's but that's
8: a probing strategy for looking for opportunity to huh. position your product. So you might not be uh, literally talking about, well, my product can solve these problems, but your whole conversation about their problems is to uncover how you're going to satisfy them, no?
1: Well, yeah, but when I'm recruiting, when I'm face-to-face with a candidate for the first time, we want to get to know each other, and we're going to do that almost invariably before we get down to business. And But the best that,
6: that's when it that If you're face-to-face with a person already, that's well beyond – that, that person call. is already an applicant, yes. not, a, let, not a candidate.
1: Let, let me, let's say it another way. What is the goal of a cold call? It's to create a conversation. And That's obviously it. the goal of the conversation is to meet your business goal, but before that can happen, you have to have a conversation. You just have something in common to talk about. Well, I yeah. think also the, yeah, the, the focus to on today's business goal is, is, I think,
6: too much of a focus because the person that I spoke to this morning may not be good for a, it may not be a match today, but I'm trying to develop some sort of a professional relationship where if something does come up that I think might match what she is looking for in the future, I need to be able to start that conversation today and then three months or three years down the road say, hey, uh, you and I spoke recently, this is what I've currently got, but now it's a lot warmer because you've already developed at least a small relationship with this individual. Okay, i got a question
0: for Mike that I forgot about before we move on. Anybody can chime in. I I don't know. Just my my comment on this, and I know everybody can jump on me. I'm just placing this person. I, I don't want to know that much about their life. Unless, you know, it's a reload issue and they've got kids who are cheerleaders and don't want to leave town, you know, then I get involved. But I'm not that interested. I'm not their buddy. Okay. Now, obviously, Mike, well, hold on. Let me go back. Now,
4: talk about inflection. You
0: agreed with me. You agreed with me. You just want to talk business with these IT guys. You don't want to be their friend. You want to talk about what kind of beer they like? I don't think so.
3: I'm in a a slightly different business, though, uh, in that I hire people to be consultants, for to represent my company over the long term with my customers. So I do get to know them. I I do know what kind of well, booze. Just placing like. them
0: again and again and trying to keep No, them not
3: necessarily. Up. Sometimes once once or twice, but Okay. I mean, not, but Jerry, not are right. you going to
6: place somebody that you've only spent five minutes on the phone with? At, at a uh, customer that you have a long term relationship with?
3: I have before, yeah. <laughs> there
2: well there you, you go. go.
6: Okay. Uh, there we're there you go. Well if you're
2: uh,
3: I, I mean, on that same regard, I mean, contract staffing is a little bit different in that you know, my, my customers aren't spending hours and days debating on whether this is the right person. Hey, come on over and start banging away at this code. If you suck, you're out. Yep. And, and, and contractors aren't looking for a lifelong relationship with, with their next contract. They're, they're looking for the next six-month project.
6: Uh, And what are you going to do six months down the road? I mean, wouldn't you like to develop at least, not a relationship, but at least a business relationship where you guys understand that you can solve each other's problems every six months?
3: Actually, my, my answer was in relationship to being asked, have I ever placed somebody on not even five minutes of actual phone conversation? That answer is yes. But... Far beyond that uh, conversation on the phone is emails back and forth, texts, different things. I just had uh, a consultant start with a customer yesterday, Tuesday. That's only Wednesday. I have never personally on the telephone spoken with this senior director of IT uh, services for my customer. Never. We we've, we've sent probably. Eighty or a hundred emails back and forth in the last three weeks, maybe. I feel that she and I know each other about as well as you could, uh, more so than if we had a few uh, phone calls. So it's not always about only being on the phone. Is all I'm saying. Marty Snyder. Yeah, you but were trying to say
0: something. Well, it wasn't Marty trying to say something.
3: Yeah, I think
2: that's
1: me. a great that's a great distinction between staffing and recruiting, yeah. and that is that's very. I mean, you could probably staff on Amazon successfully, and uh, that's a good distinction. But, yeah, it was, we're all agreement here that, that if it's a high stakes, then conversation is important and conversation is not all strictly about business all the time. And the art of selling. you ever hear of a guy named Will Rogers? I know you're Canadian.
0: Yeah, I've heard of
1: him. <laughs> 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 well, if you can't take a little bit of joy or a little bit of fun out of every encounter and learn something or get a laugh, then what's the point anyways?
3: Hmm, Huh, Paying the bills? Yeah. Okay. Now, I, mean, I like yeah, to go around
0: one just like the next guy. But... you didn't uh, talk about referrals. Because, Mike, when you make cold calls, you know, if the guy says I'm not good for that or whatever, you ask for referrals, right? Do you teach that yes. to your people? Do
6: you teach that so, to your people? Uh, uh, it's well, not that I'm yeah. teaching that. Understand, that they are at the same level that I am. I'm just running a conversation on a monthly basis. Yes, I do share that this morning on my cold calls. Um, you know, I said, this may not be the right position for you, and she agreed. But she said, "Tell me more about it. It may be, and if not, so." She was kind of taking the lead. This was one of those rare occasions where she said, "And if I, if it doesn't seem
8: like a good fit, I might be able to refer some people." Uh
6: huh. But do you have? Yeah, that's
8: per- a wildly different call than I'm not interested. Yeah, but your but oh, your absolutely. final. Call-
0: Wait a second, we don't have any time left. You guys can come on again and talk about cold calling. I like talking about cold calling, although it's hard to pin anybody down, okay? But well
8: my circumstances Wait. I'll be happy to do it.
0: Yeah, but we'll do it again. But Mike, Mike, yep. if they yep. if they say, you know, you're a guy who obviously doesn't mind pestering people. That's one of the things I've learned about you and Alejandro today. You'll call people back a hundred times, even if they don't want to talk to you, and you know that they don't want to talk to you because they refused you all those other 99 times. But no. how, how much will you pester them for a referral? Well,
6: uh, if the conversation is going well, of course I'm going to ask for a referral. If somebody gives me objection, 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 I'm not going to say, okay, well, so who can I call? Who would you recommend? It's not going to work.
0: You're not, not going to?
6: No, of course you don't, man. That's not going to work. I'm <laughs> not going to say, I'm not going to try and overcome his objection three times, Jeez. fail miserably three times, and then say, okay, okay, John, uh, but uh, who, who are you sitting right next to that I could talk to?
2: Can right, you just man, that's the, the most
6: absurd.
1: <laughs> Have you ever
2: been no, the last okay.
1: man standing in a bar at college? <laughs> 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 we
2: about that storm. another time. Uh, right. Uh, Michael Fox and Marty Snyder. Thank you. Come on, me Lots of people on the line, Jerry. So,
3: lots of people on the line. Right. That's how. That's you say that all the time. How about no names needed, just, uh, just sound
4: off number one. Who's out there? I'm on here. I'm on here. Pam. Pam. I heard a kitty.
3: Yeah, that's
4: what
3: <laughs> So Alejandro and Pam. Anybody else see animal? I think people just, I don't know. It,
5: Hi, I I'm on. My name's Kaylee. Kaylee, hey, how's it going?
3: It? Are you new? I am good. Do we know you?
5: No, I am actually a recruiter with Dayhill as well as with Michael.
3: Oh, super. Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for calling in. Yes. Hi. See, I'm wondering if sometimes when Animal thinks all these people are on the line, maybe some recruiting agencies still have it where they're tracking phone time, and this is a good solid hour of uninterrupted, fake phone time for some of these recruiters that are just trying to keep their jobs. Is that possible? You no, know, I
1: think it's just
8: people not wanting to expose themselves as they're on the line. Well, why but why is that?
3: We're it's recruiters.
8: Fright. It's stage fright. It's hard to expose yourself like that, and you know you're getting listened to, and
3: people are going to tell you you're <laughs> dumb and
8: you're wrong.
2: And rah, rah, rah. Yeah, but yeah, somebody I'm could
3: just scared. say, hey, I'm listening and I'm so-and-so, like Kaylee did. Who else is listening? That's it. Well, it's kind of
4: like radio and television. I mean, you know, a very small percent. You might have a lot of people tuning in and listening, but a very few are participating.
3: Does anybody think the world is going to blow up pretty soon here? It's (laughs) it's
4: all coming apart here.
2: Yes.
3: I'm just now today gathering this whole deal about they've, stolen 11 jets from the Libyan airport uh-oh that's yeah. not this right a, but i guess this was a month ago and and our our uh, press has kind of kept a lid on it yeah because our press is stupid well but yeah, i don't want to
4: am just i'm just, I'm just saying things.
3: facts i don't want to you know um, you know cast any aspersions on our leadership but so a month ago Eleven jets were stolen from the Olympian airport. Uh-oh. Hey, I don't know what that this was. Is <laughs> this
2: is a recruiting show. This is a recruiting show.
3: Now, here's, here's where you're wrong. This is my show. <laughs>
2: no. No. This, this is the open this you're is the forum show.
3: Dude, I've spent months planning this new
2: format.
3: <laughs> I've, I've spent months designing this new format. It's called... It's called What's Going On.
0: No way. (laughs) Talk about recruiting or get off
2: the air. Hey,
3: don't you dare tell me what to do. Mm. Why are you doing this, animal? It's a little small talk. We have to suffer through your crappy
2: monologues every Wednesday. Here yeah, I'm catching up on a little long. bit of stuff that's you're important. Only a few
0: minutes long. You're going to make a speech about what's happening in Libya, and
2: then you're going to start bashing Obama. <laughs> no, 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 you, no, we've no. What well, do let, let me you ask you, animal? So.
3: Know it all? Do you know what's? Do you know what has transpired in Libya recently?
0: I saw some crap about it. I, I don't really know that much. Okay. Exactly. But, but so maybe if you what? would just listen, this you'd this is know. They had a pool
3: party at our embassy this weekend. (laughs) Al-Shabaab did. Pool party. They were doing keg stands on the diving board. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: know what? (laughs) We're not talking about Al-Shabaab here, okay? I don't like those guys. I despise them but we don't talk about that stuff well, on the recruiting on, no, show. Hold no, on, no,
3: wait a minute. You want to
0: talk about your I was making or... a little
3: small talk right. trying to bring some people out of the woodwork. You have no authority <laughs> to jump in here. No.
6: The, the yelling is really helping in, in drawing the people out, Yes,
2: Kaylee. Please
3: speak up, and we'll
6: scream yes, at
2: you.
3: Yes, sir. Kaylee, tell us about yourself in, in a recruiting format, please, as Good anything work. else would be clearly against the rules uh, here.
5: Okay, I am a recruiter. I've been with Dayhill for um, nearly a year, under Michael Cox, um, Mm -hmm, and I've been a recruiter for about three and a half years. Right now, I'm doing for operations, IT, admin, that sort of thing. Tell us about (laughs) Dayhill. What do you want to know about Dayhill? Whatever you
3: think I should know.
5: Um, Well, the Xerox is our parent company, and um, we're growing quite rapidly. And Michael mm-hmm. has me running under his belt all the time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. I, guess I want that's to, all take we your to know his call today. today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Super. Well, thanks. Thanks for calling. How was that animal? Does that meet your? No, didn't ask what, do think, format? what do you
0: think about what Michael said about cold calls? Do you disagree with him on any of those uh, points that he raised? or you know,
2: Do you I? Uh, no, I,
5: um, I agree with a lot of the points that he made. Um, I think that, in my opinion, after one approach doesn't go right, that you should change your approach. That's the only thing that I would do different. Um, I get a lot of calls or emails from people trying to recruit me, and some approaches work, some just do not. And sometimes you need what, to change it up. What
0: doesn't work? I can't take over. I can't. But well, why I you don't speak? like when
5: oh, people.
2: On, wait a minute. Wait a minute,
6: Kaylee.
5: You can't take over? I <laughs> can <laughs>
2: oh,
6: I think he can. What was I thinking?
2: Yeah.
6: What was I thinking?
0: Okay. Uh, why, Back to you, Animal why, and Kaylee.
5: Why, why, why didn't you speak up during the show,
0: Kaylee? I would have loved to hear what you had to say. You should have told us that. You kind of
5: intimidate me, animal, not going to lie. <laughs> You've got a nice voice.
0: I wouldn't do anything. I can't bite you. I'm in Canada.
5: Okay? You're at
0: the, the other end of your country. Go ahead. They they try to recruit you, and you don't like right. it when?
5: I don't like when they give me a wholesale spill, like, five minutes long, and you're, like, really ready to freaking hang up, you know? You're like, okay, you just told me everything, and I lost you in ten seconds. I mean, I stopped That's listening. Right.
4: That's right.
5: You know, yeah, so because, because I, guess, well, I like it short, short, and sweet. You know, just what are you calling for? Just tell me what you want. Just get it over with, and maybe I'll keep talking to you. Maybe I won't. You know, I just I don't want to hear about the whole entire company in one sentence. And you do that <laughs> it's when a, it's you a cold wonder call. I ever
6: recruited her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: Do,
0: you do, that? do you do that when you cold call?
5: See, I ha- I'm not a cold. I haven't really been cold calling. I'm learning. I'm new at that. But I've been cold called on, so I know how to what it's like to be on the other side.
3: Okay, so have what a what are conversation you? About w- this yeah, one. what are you doing then <laughs> every day? Then, if you're recruiting, but you haven't cold called?
5: Uh, I mean, I work She's, with operations and admin. I mean, I work with okay. you know, you know, the applicants quite a bit. So <laughs> you know, it's not. I'm I'm trying to get to that caliber where I'm doing cold calling. Why? but I'm like why? I'm learning from Michael right now. I love
0: it. I love this girl. She sounds terrific. You're under, you're underutilizing her.
5: Someone's I agree.
0: She's a badass. Someone's going to listen to this show and recruit her. They're going to call up and say, Kaylee, I heard you today on the
1: Stories <laughs> After
0: Show, Animal After Show. You're great.
5: Don't stick there with that guy. Come with me. Mm-hmm. I know. Why am I with Michael? That's why I'm here. That's right.
6: Hey, more power to you. If I can't keep you, then go for it. You
8: better
5: watch <laughs> out,
6: Mike. But you know what the (laughs) thing is, Animal?
8: That You're going to jump all over me for this. You're going to love this. But it starts with your intention. If you're calling to help people, you're going to ask insightful questions about their situation because you're looking for ways to help them, whether it's the business development call or recruiting, looking for an opportunity to help them. And that's going to definitely warm up the call right away. And then when you get hit with the indifference – That's where you have your playbook. You're going to know what your strategies are because, first of all, you recognize it. You practice that on calls. You know, Kaylee's calling Mike, and he's saying, no, I'm not interested. No, I have no time. All that sort of stuff, and she's going to have a different series of plays that she's going to go to, and she's going to know how to, you know, come in sideways, ask a couple questions, take a couple minutes, learn a little bit about what's happening at your group. You know the market's changing, whatever it is. But you have to start by recognizing it. You have to start with your intent.
0: Over to Jerry. I can I, I don't want to. I'm putting the receiver down. Okay. That's to as to far Jerry. as I
3: can go with it. The after <laughs> show is over. I mean, you I, know, had, one one I, I one one spent the months. I spent the months with a whole the new show. plan, and you and you, and you and you and you you pretty much killed Come
0: it. Come on, you got three talking. <laughs> you to squashed my
3: there. dream, dude. You got.
0: You got. I got to tell you. You got about. You two did. And I,
3: don't th- I don't think you're sensitive to that. Right, I start right. off with a little bit of chit-chat.
2: About? <laughs> and about nobody wants to
3: talk. Okay. I was just going on a couple things that I saw on Facebook. It wasn't politically motivated. It was just current event. I can't even talk current events now for two minutes to loosen everybody up and get them on. in the groove of talking about stuff. That's right. <laughs> Frankly, I'm disappointed.
2: Okay. And it kind of ruined it for
3: me. This show is ruined, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs>
8: you, you can save it. I believe in you. Animals ruined the aftershow what did you guys think about?
4: what you guys think
1: about Marty?
6: From a, I
4: liked listening to Marty, and I also mm-hmm. liked listening to Mike. I, I liked them both. They were both different, but both were very good in the, in the way okay. they talked. So, and Mike, um, what I liked about Mike is yep. that, in the sense that he was different, um, uh, going to what Kaylee's point was that she's been on the other side of a, a recruiting call. When mm-hmm. Mike was t- first talking, he, he, um, you're, you're rhythmic. You are measured. I mean, you'll talk and you'll pause. Yep. And you'll talk a little bit yep. and you'll pause. And it's like you're yep. listening in between your speech. And that's what was interesting to me.
3: Yep. Pa- Pam? Yes? We don't know enough about
4: you. What about me? There we me? go. Who are you? <laughs> I am a Stealth sorcerer under Marine's umbrella. Okay. Marine mm Mhm. And I've worked with Maureen since two
2: thousand five. Oh my goodness.
4: Yep. And but before that most Isn't of my she the best? Re- oh, I love Maureen. I've she's learned she's so the much from it. Maureen. And now um, are you in Cincinnati the no, Mason I used area? To, no, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I used to live and work in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Although I did not know Maureen there, I used to be on the radio in Cincinnati.
3: You've got a radio voice.
4: Thank you. I guess. Were and you rock and roll?
3: I mean, what were you like? It a was DJ everything.
4: Um, you know, I, during the it was a very long career. So I've done all. Uh, the ho- hold
3: on a second. Hold on. I hate to interrupt you. Animal, am I allowed to talk to her about this? Yes. Right, I'm just checking with I Animal. Mean, he's got new rules and stuff for the after show, so I well, don't want to go too far without.
4: Here's the interesting thing. Spoken word is what we call spoken word, talk radio. I love it. Um, Was my last stop, and I did it for a decade and worked with some of the biggest and best, depending on your point of view,
7: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
4: uh, in talk radio. So that, and even though I've been in radio since I was a kid, that's where I really learned about talking and really about the power of opinion intention. Your purpose before mm. you open your mouth. Mm. How's that? Is that good enough? So how'd you get into? And would phone you say?
8: Would you say intention colors the way you sound?
4: It Ooh. can. It absolutely can. That's, uh, not,
3: that's heavy. That's wait a minute. Let's just let's just sit here. a
4: second.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. i blown away.
4: Absolutely intention. You know, one of the things, and I will tell you this. um, when I first started with Marine, I was ending a career, and I absolutely had no idea what I was going to do, and she taught me a lot. And I remember thinking in that first year when I was sourcing and getting into all these different kinds of companies, which meant that I had to read about them and really understand, oh, my God, there's all these people doing all these kinds of jobs, and how did they get there? And it was crazy. But the thing that fascinated me the most, and which is the thing that I think I, that still drives me personally, is that when I'm sourcing and trying to find passive candidates, in my head, I, and it's a mantra I've had since 2005, I may be helping this person find a better opportunity, and they don't know it. To this day, I still have that in the forefront of my head. Hmm. Yes. And nothing jazzes me more than that. <clears throat> I got a
3: question. When you find someone who you think is a passive candidate, but it turns out that they're an active candidate, uh, what do you do? We
4: well, funny, No, <laughs> absolutely. Well, not. Everybody I mean, counts. Okay. Everybody so you're really counts. just
3: looking for candidates and names, not necessarily
4: active, passive, or whatever.
3: This is a no, this is the I have to pick unless, with more unless,
4: unless we're asked. Specifically, to go you know deeper, which is you know another part of Marine's business, and then that's when we do a second phase, which is to really find out: are they active, are they passive, or are they seriously never going to be interested?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Yeah. Just wondered. But part of it is, is that from intention standpoint, is you know really getting excited. A on the find or the get, and B, that person may end up making more money, having a better life than where they're currently at. And then, I don't know. I think the third thing, but this is this was, but this is true to my nature anyway. Okay. I love talking to people. Period. And I think that's important.
3: I'll I, talk thought, you know, I that thought I thought that, that that phone sourcing and and that, that is more. Being kind of like a detective and scooping in to find...
7: Yeah, I didn't know that you guys
3: were doing so much conversations with people about their life dreams and aspirations. I thought it was more name and title <laughs> identification.
4: Sometimes it is. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's just that. And then sometimes our clients will say, look, now that you've got that pool, can you help us dig deep or go a little deeper? And it's like, sure. And that's okay. when the talking Ooh. begins.
3: hmm so you're getting into recruiting then too, from time to time.
4: Well, we're not recruiting. We're just helping the recruiter pare down their list faster. If well, you want so you're just finding out
3: who wants to be recruited.
4: I mean, wouldn't you that think be about recruiting? It, I mean, you know how that goes. I mean, it's the same thing that you know official recruiters go for. You know, you've got you're you're tracking a particular job, trying to fi- you know figure out a pic- particular skill set, and mm-hmm. then what happens is is that when you once you get on the phone you've got people who are saying, "Yes, I'm available to talk now." And then you've got people, "No, I can't talk for another 3
2: months
4: or I can't talk for another year or you got people who will just never pick up the phone. And so we're helping the recruiter so to speak clear all that information up.
3: So it's
2: kind well, of routine. yeah,
3: okay. So that's kind of like almost starting to recruit then?
4: Uh, here's here's the fr- here's a word that um, it was, in fact, it's. A, um, it's um, Maureen came up with it, and she's introduced it to several conferences. It's called ensorceling. It's the act of, you know, the art of sourcing and engagement.
7: <laughs>
4: and she called it outsourcing. Next, okay. do you ever hear
8: the expression in the dark, all cats are gray? I mean, so much of what we do is the lines get muddied, right? Right. whether you're sourcing, you're researching right. or you're you're selling or whatever you're recruiting. Right. I mean, they're all the same skills. They're just right. employed right. for a different purposes. Right.
4: Now, the one thing I can tell you personally for me as a real true sourcer, I do not have the stomach to go through, you know, once you've presented the candidates to the hiring managers or HR or whatever that pipeline is. I don't have the stomach to sit and hold anybody's hand through it. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's the part that we call the work. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> or th- it's a job. <laughs> it's called, it's, I want, you know, it's Did like, Maureen hang up? I think she did. But, Dang you know, for it. me I don't, personally. I don't
3: hear her whispering.
4: Mostly no. these are jabs at Maureen, but
3: she's, she's
6: missing. No, them but all. for
4: me personally, once we've done just about everything but that part. Um, I don't like that other, I'm not going to sit with a hiring manager or an HR person or anybody for three to six months before they tell me that they fell out of the, you know, the third or fourth
2: interview. Like, at
4: that point, I want to go into the corporation and go, what the hell's wrong with you people?
3: Well, uh, sometimes you can. Um,
4: but that's not my, that's not for me.
3: Uh, I have a call I have to take, dear people, um... So feel free to keep talking and, and come up with a score for the show, but I, I have to take this call. Uh, love Bye. Love
5: you all. Got to go. Bye.
3: Kylie, you still on?
5: Uh, Kaylee, yes, I am.
8: Kaylee, I'm sorry. Kaylee. That's okay. So what's, what score do you give the first guest, and uh, you know, what score are we giving uh, Mike?
5: Uh, can you explain the scoring system? I apologize.
8: One to 100, the score uh, 100. is for both Animal and the guest. So it's overall on the show, you know, how they both handled
2: it.
5: Okay. Um, so the overall, the whole show, I would say about an 80. There was a lot of yelling. I wasn't quite used to that, so I have to get used to uh, This is one of my first times listening to the show, just to let you know, you guys. Um, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, as far as uh, the first uh, person that spoke um, about the applicant tracking systems, Um, you can tell he's very strong and with what he's doing, very knowledgeable Um, so I give him a good score as well Um, out of 10, I'd give him like a 9 Michael Cox, um, I agree with a lot of things that he says, I give him a 9 as well, Um, I just wouldn't probably continuously aggressively call somebody over and over because then you get annoyed and you probably are going to lose interest quite fast
8: okay Pam, you're still on? No, yes, maybe. Anyone else still on the line?
2: All I right, am, but well, can't I can't give a
8: score.
5: Yeah, get off
8: the line. You're not supposed to be on the actors. <laughs>
5: He's actually behind me telling me to give him a 10. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
8: All right, well, I'm going to sign off, everybody. You have a good week.
5: You'll good see you. call, everyone.
8: Take care. All right, bye-bye.
2: Don't!